We're here with Hugo B of Time Warp Weekend and our longtime Donnerfest comrade and our favorite Canadian. How's it going, man? Hey, what up, Chris? It's going pretty good, man. Uh, we're deep into October. Uh, yeah. 20, you know, I'm, uh, it's kind of been a rock and roll, to say the least. And you surely didn't go to Gonerfest this year. In person, however, you did attend virtually. Is that right, Hugo B? Yeah, so uh, Memphis was a virtual Gonerfest. But it's funny because uh, Gonerfest has always been ahead of the curve. And uh, I remember Gonerfest 11 was being transmitted live. And a couple of Gonerfests before that were always being transmitted live on the internet. You had people there that were filming and that were broadcasting. Uh, Rocket Science Audio. That's right. Correct. Yeah, you guys remember. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that one. Yeah. The festival that we didn't go to, I believe, was tw in 2014, was the one that yep. you went to. That's it. But I remember watching that one online, live. It was sick. Oh, yeah, you were watching it live. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember knots yeah. coming on and like Osmudians. I was so I was super psyched. It was oh, th that knots performance. That performance was so crazy. Uh, Timmy Volger um, jumped into the crowd. Timmy Volger was performing either before or later that night, mm -hmm. and he started the mosh pit and he jumped into the crowd. and uh, And someone threw um, um, uh, uh, balloons. Like uh, uh, someone was like uh, uh, blowing up balloons. Uh, while they were performing, it was it was pretty crazy. Could have been Dom Perry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Where Where's Don Perry? Haven't. <laughs> I wonder if he he wasn't at the last couple of Goner Fest. Right. So, uh, for people who don't know, Don Perry is like a, a photographer who lives in Memphis. And, uh, and I know him from Gonerfest, just from going at every Gonerfest. He, uh, uh, he's always throwing things at the performers, like, like starting brawls a little bit, you know? <laughs> and taking pictures, and he's very funny and, and friendly. Yeah, absolutely. Really yeah, it's friendly, all in dude. good fun. That's, that's the funny yeah. part. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. No, I was, well, it's good. Yeah, because when I first saw him, like, the first year we went, I wasn't sure at first because he was almost, he had that he was kind of, like, fucking around. Like, he was throwing, like, ice cubes and shit. But but then he was just, like, hey, man, what's up? You know, whatever. He's just, like, he's, like, here, so, sign your autograph in my book or whatever. And he was just, like, super nice talking to him about, like, Barbara's and shit. Oh, yeah. He knows about the, the, the deep cuts of yeah. Memphis. And that's what we're all about, is the deep cuts of Memphis. That's what unites us. Yeah, and well, yeah, he shot some of those uh, Jay Retard photos that, uh, I forget what albums that was, but it may, was, I don't know if it was the Mad Door singles or whatever, but anyway, his work, he, I mean, he, he has a lot of that, a lot of photographs from a lot of Memphis shows, but uh, yeah, I mean, shout out to Don Perry, but uh, with this year at Gone Fest, and it, Anyway, any notables for you, Hugo? Oh, yeah. Like, uh, like I really like the set from New Zealand. So uh, the Guardian singles from New Zealand, that was crazy. Really enjoyed that. Mm -hmm. um, the Arkeas, um, uh, uh, they were really good. Um, um, but I really think I, uh, the seeing the, um, um, what's their name again from Columbus? Um, just oh. Peter Slicks. Peter Slicks. Oh yeah. I yeah. love their sound. They're a sick oh. band. Um, they were actually, they were also in Boston at some point. Like they were a Boston band at some yeah. point. Yes, I think they might have started in, in that, in that uh, or maybe they moved there moment, momentarily. But yeah, uh, wow, their sound is so good. It's what I love about rock and roll, you know. It's not super fast. It's a little slow and drawn out, but it's like, like, really thunderous like big thumping drums and like that electro guitar wow so cheater yeah. slicks i'm glad that you were able to enjoy that set hugo as i think i told you i fell asleep during it which 
it, it's not the first time it's happened to me at Gonerfest. Unfortunately, sometimes, it, you know, it's, a, it's such a long, even though it was virtual, it still takes a lot out of you. Yeah. Or just me. Glenn passed, yeah, you passed out during Gary Wrong Group in 2015. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. People don't understand when I tell them that, yeah, like this festival runs for so long that people are like sleeping literally during the festival. <laughs> and you gotta get those, you gotta get that sleep in somewhere. <laughs> and yeah, and then going. <laughs> that's how they measure That's how they, they have a big thing at the end. They have a contest of who was the, the, who's the final gunner, you know? They have, they measure how awesome the bands are by. If, if they put you out, if you fall asleep during their sets, then it's, it's the best. That means it's, yeah, the best it's, it's no, it's no disrespect to the bands. In fact, oftentimes the opposite, you know, oftentimes you say that bands that you don't like, they might put you to sleep, but really, unfortunately, that's not how it is. It's the opposite. Yeah, exactly. Um, did you, did I, I didn't catch, uh, I didn't catch it, but did either of you catch Celebrity Handshake from uh, Portland, Maine? Wow, guys. Did you guys catch Celebrity Handshake? Because I saw that and I was like, wow. I did. Is this the first instance of like noise music? Like, like, like Like really in the pocket, like absurd noise music. Yeah. At Gonerfest, you know? Right. I feel like there's been a few bands more that so than the other band last year. I forget the name now. Oh, it's it tire, escaping me. Tire something, tire swing or something, or tire something. I forget. Tire, they were from Memphis. Yeah, Tire was a local is a local band from from Memphis. Oh, uh, tire, yeah, but 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 the, uh, Celebrity Handshake was more like straightforward noise rock. Yeah, uh, that's cool. Yeah, I yeah. I had never heard them before. I, you know, and I checked out their band camp and I remember when I first saw the noise tag on there, I was almost for a second, like skeptical thinking, you know, some bands, they kind of throw in certain things, especially noise. I hear that a lot where, um, that's like a label on there and then you check out the band and they don't sound like a no, they don't sound like noise at all. It might be like loud or something, but they just throw in that noise as like a tag on their band camp. And so I was like, maybe they're like that. I don't know. And I listened to it and I was like, oh shit, no, they they're they are really like meshing noise with like you know, garage and that kind of oblivion sort of uh bluesy, you know, uh like but like weird and uh really um chaotic recording, you know, really like that in into a whole other degree. I, yeah, you know. yeah, but still rock and roll because you can tell yeah, that totally. there's in the performance, you know. Like sometimes yeah. a lot of noise music is like uh introspective you know um but but this you could tell that it was like about rock and roll and about like the live performance so yeah totally and since they're from portland maine like not too far from from us in boston not, not even not too far from even from you in montreal to an extent i, I was also just like man it's, i've never heard of this band but i just yeah i mean i can't believe that too that they're not that far from us that i've I, I don't know if they really play shows or whatever, but when shows mm -hmm. come back, mm -hmm. I'd love to do a show with them or something. If, you, if, if Celebrity Handshake's listening, they should, I would love to do a show with them, play a show with them, Boston, Montreal, Portland, whatever. Yeah, that would definitely be a good bill, if you ask me. Yeah, submissives, get submissives on there. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. There really should be um uh, one of these days, you know, when everything comes back, like a Montreal, Boston, maybe New York, Portland, Maine, Bill, you know, or like or like a mini tour. Oh, that's amazing! Hey, I would love to do that. That's Those a great idea. Right there, you know, throw in, uh, I'd love to th throw in some like random city, maybe like a maybe a if Cold Spring Hollow is still still out there. Exactly. Go to Northampton, Massachusetts. Uh, West, yeah, in West Hampton, Massachusetts. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's actually in uh, Belcher Town. Belcher Town. There you go. But, but it's uh, Western Massachusetts. Yeah. But it seems like it's up to us to do it, you know, because we're the ones that. Oh are yeah. Thought, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Sounds. 
Yeah. Well, but speaking of so that, Hugo, I want to ask. Yeah, Chris, you, yeah, you were asking well, the same question. I was gonna ask, oh, okay, maybe I was gonna on the note of live music. Um, has there been anything in Montreal, music-wise? Yeah, like whether it's like outdoors or, or indoors. Has there been any like shows or anything? Since nope. we last spoke. Nope. nope. Yeah. Yeah, and nope. I think Bloodshot Bill had a show, um, but um. um uh, it was it was tentative, you know, like one or two bars tried having shows, limited capacity. Yeah. I didn't want to like uh, step out there really, you know, because um, you never know. So uh, it's definitely not started, you know. And you're back on limited. lockdown? Yes, right now we're back on lockdown, but it's kind of a sem- semi-lockdown. It's like it's preventive, you know. Uh, they kept a lot of stuff open. Um but uh, uh, bars and indoor dining is definitely closed. But for a while, for a, a second there, that that did end up being like close to back to normal, sort of. Or was there always a little bit of restriction? Uh, it was almost normal, except live shows. Live shows were like no live shows. Always live music because they're afraid of people dancing and get yeah. close together. Right. Dancing and grinding. <laughs> as far as over here, I can't really speak too much of uh, across the United States, but I, in general, I mean, I haven't really seen too much, but there's been uh, some outdoor stuff. There's been some drive-in shows. Uh, there's been some, like, I look like there's been some socially distanced outdoor stuff. I I've heard of rumors of, I mean, I think there was something maybe indoors someone did like underground, but not, not around here that I know of. Um, and there's been some like, again, like some really like very like underground outdoor stuff. And, and then other stuff honestly could just be rumors, but other than that, it's been pretty much nothing since we last spoke to you as well. Yeah. It's the, the great drought. Yeah. But have you been keeping uh, up with enjoying the outdoors and, you know, walking around the city and doing kind of... Yeah, actually, I've, uh, I've taken to biking. So, oh, cool. So I live sort of like on the, uh, the, the eastern part of the city and, uh, and I, I bike into the city. It's, I do like a one-hour uh, bike ride. And it's really cool because you kind of go from like the suburbs to like gradually like more density apartment buildings, people together until you get downtown and you see the tall buildings. And, uh, and it's, it's, it's really cool to like uh, experience the city in that way. And uh, yeah, that's, that's how I've been keeping myself busy, you know, uh, during the lockdown. Awesome, man. Yeah. Glad to hear that. Uh, Yeah. We, we just recently, uh, did a jam for the first time uh, in during like in, even pre-COVID. I, I I don't know when the last time that was. It might have been the first one in 2020. Well, no, it, Gritty had a show, right? So Gritty had a show in January, but we had a jam and it was amazing. It was in it was in the woods. It was awesome. Wow, what a good idea. Yeah, it was it was pretty crazy actually. Um, but it was it was really it was like so much fun though. It was just a uh, a few of us, really like just a. Uh, good to get out there. And, good to get out there and, and jam. Yeah, we we did we we had a select spot, um, and it it was a journey for it really was because it took we we you know had to carry everything, um, especially Brian. He really like. I gotta give a real shout out to Brian because he really like carried a ton of shit. Like he carried a generator, and his drums, and everything. It was just it was wild. But three of us did a nice jam in the woods, and it was it was a really beautiful night. Wow! Did you uh, light a campfire afterwards and had some s'mores? No, that would have been awesome though. But we were. It's funny. We were pretty high up. Well, I, mean, I was just say we were pretty. We weren't high, but rather I'd say we were pretty high up where we were. That uh, we weren't there that long though. But um, but it was it was just so much fun. Yeah, and 
you know, I don't know. Just, yeah, it definitely made me feel like, oh, shit. It's just doing that again, maybe. For just that this, moment. It's bittersweet. Is what, Glenn? For just that moment, it felt it. It felt like we were back in, back into it. Right. Yeah, because no, no one was there. <laughs> just us. <laughs> felt yep. just like old times. <laughs> just us and he. But yeah, no. It was yeah. Oh yeah. We. That's right. I think, I think Glenn sent you a picture, right? I might have sent you a picture of that it was just. It was so. Just we were. I was psyched about it, so I was like, I gotta. I gotta send you some shit. Thought it was thought it was an older picture, but you 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 were right there live at that moment. Oh yeah, we live streamed, dude. Oh yeah, um, I yeah. thought. Uh, did you guys do any of the uh, icky boyfriends uh, stuff? We did. We did. Okay. We didn't end up recording it though, but we did a uh, icky boyfriends set. It was great. Awesome. We've, yeah, I, uh, Brian and I had forgotten how to play the songs pretty much, but Chris remembered all the words. So I was doing a little looking up how to play the songs and then we'd play the song and then look it up and then play the song. It ended up working out pretty well. That's how you do it. That's gritty style. <laughs> yeah. I, I was a little flustered initially, but midway through, I just was so excited just to even be doing it that it kind of, it was just, it was, uh, um, it was fun all over again. It, <laughs> there was no pen on the keys? No, no. That, that would have been really crazy. <laughs> yeah. That would be funny if someday he hops in there on the keys for a nervous guy, which is, Man, in case uh, anyone like doesn't that. know. Yeah. <laughs> case listeners are like, what the fuck are they talking about? We, we, we never knew what they were talking about to begin with, but now we're really confused. Because people people remember Hugo B. Hugo B. developed quite a bit of a cult following, uh, in it, you know, on right. on on these podcasts. But before that, you were already a Gonerfest legend, and I could see the excitement of the people to have you a part of the festivities, Hugo. Yeah, virtual. Yeah, I mean, the camaraderie um, was crazy. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Um, know how the people are there you know it's such it's 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 like uh real recognize real as they say you know it's like we're all alike we all like that same kind of live rock music energy and uh yeah it's important you know the only thing do you have to admit though and i think there was a survey that went around and i don't i don't i hate to speak ill or poorly of something but do you recall when there was a particular act that went on? Um, um, they were a duo, and I just honestly felt like they didn't really bring that rock and roll energy. Are you talking about this year? Yes. You mean was- at the virtual? <laughs> at the virtual there was a time where there was uh, a couple that were was playing in their apartment virtually um, and it was maybe right around the second night I believe and it was sort of a stripped down folk kind of situation do you recall this um mm-hmm. Not really, actually. I mean, uh, Aquarian Blood played at inside Gunner Records, and they're kind of folksy. But I thought it—I I thought that was good. No, they were good. It was another. It was maybe I don't know. I—I I never mind then. I'll. I'll it, it definitely happened. I might have been seeing things, but um, it was more. <laughs> it was more akin to the Memphis Made indoors like singer songwriter stage, except oh. it was like a a husband and wife duo. Right, right. No, I, I, I don't remember, but I know what you mean because uh, for listeners who don't know, uh, there's, a, there's a stage on Saturday afternoons that, uh, at Gonerfest that's more like a folksy singer-songwriter type. Yeah. Sure. All right. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I feel like, 
I like that they include in general with Goner Fest that they include some more like acoustic stuff and, and slower stuff. And, but I kind of like, I prefer actually a few years ago when they, that the uh, second day show or rather like the Friday day show was more just like five or six bands and it wasn't necessarily geared just towards the slower stuff and like our acoustic stuff. I don't, I don't know how you guys feel, but I kind of preferred it just being like another show and like less bands. Uh, it's hard to say because um, I think sometimes that's what makes it good that you have those two extremes, you know? Yeah. Um, um, it might make a band that might have been weak like because all the other bands were stellar it might it mm. made it make it better because you just came back from like a smoother set yeah no i totally get why they do it and i appreciate that they do it i just i just feel like at least at least for me just saying yeah you know, just my just for my own taste uh not as overly enthusiastic about a whole um kind of like show dedicated to that uh at the same time it like he's i mean it is kind of i do actually really like that show because one i actually i really like that venue i do love walking back and forth inside the brewery and the outdoors and if there's an act i'm not as into you can go chill with a bunch of other garner festers you know yes and uh last year um one of the members of parsnip did a solo set That was yeah. cool. Yeah, no, there are definitely ones I like. Like there was a, I forget her name from Those Darlings, and like there, I mean, there are always like there are always usually like a bunch that I like too. Uh, yeah. What was it Pee Pee? Right. <laughs> That's her name. <laughs> nice. Oh, I don't know if you saw. We had Carolyn on um, yes. last or a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Two Grace from Australia. Yes. Hell yeah. Oh yeah, Chikri is so good. Yeah. Um, Australia, New Zealand. Yeah. Great, great, great locales for music. Yeah, seriously. I've I've never been to either, but I'd love to go to to both of them. Um, do you ever been there? Either of those places you go? No, I haven't. Okay. Yeah. All right, road trip someday. <laughs> oh, yeah, we could do one of those uh, before we go to Runnerfest, we go to Australia. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, that'd be, a, that'd be a crazy one. Make it back home. I think like next that kid, time, remember that year, dude? That guy we met? Oh, Nathan. Nathan, yeah, Nathan, I think Ivy's last name, or Ives or whatever. Yeah, yeah. shout out to Nathan. He's he Aussie. He was from Australia. And he traveled mm. to Memphis. Yeah. 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 That was wild. I think he was going to New York. I think he was going to New York after Goner. Well, hopefully he made it back. It's all coming back. Um, so, yeah, Hugo, we were, Glenn and I were discussing uh, before we, the podcast, we were talking about like living in the moment. In a way, and I'm at least for me, I'm trying to do that more. I find it difficult, but it's kind of funny because I don't know with shows that helps a little bit more, especially like a Goner Fest setting of like, like living in that kind of moment. But I find it a little bit more difficult, sort of in this quarantine lockdown sort of th situation, and I just find myself more reflecting on the past a little bit too much. Because then you get out of the, like the present. I don't know. What do you What do you think, man? Yeah, man. Um, so, uh, tips for living in the moment. I mean, it's tough. It's tough. You know, I I feel that um uh, before the lockdown, you could always go and like change your your ideas by going somewhere. You know, experiencing yeah. something. But since everything is closed, you're just stuck with yourself. You know. Um. I don't know. I, me, I've been finding uh, comfort in just doing collages, you know, doing something that's like, I need a little bit of concentration. I need to be a little bit meticulous, you know. Um, uh, and you sort of just lose yourself in it for like 
three hours, four hours, and then it's time to go to sleep, you know? So uh, yeah. just immersing yourself into like some kind of uh, artistic experience. Yeah, Prop, props on your recent collage, Hugo. That was really inspirational. I showed Ginny, oh, and she's very inspired, and she thinks that'd be something fun that we could do together. And uh, all because of what you did there. That was really cool. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm uh, uh, just just making something, you know, like 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 uh, putting in your contribution and and. In, in the world, you know? That's what it's about. Are these on Instagram? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm doing okay. some more and uh, I'm gonna post some on Instagram. Um, okay. Cool. I, my handle on Instagram is photocopy. Okay, awesome. I, yeah. I'm not on Instagram, but is there any way, like if I just go, if I like search for your Instagram, would I be able to see it? Yeah, yeah, I'll give you, uh, I'll plug it for you later. Okay, awesome. Thanks, man. Yeah, I'd love to see that. Hugo, have, um, have you channeled any musical pursuits uh, creatively, uh, performance-wise, solo of yourself or not so uh, much? Actually, a lot, actually. I've been, I've been recording uh, uh, a little bit of an EP. Um because uh, uh, I, I do vocal performance and sure. uh, I've, I've, been, I've been recording an EP and, uh, and you know what? I actually find that it's, it's a really good time to be creative. You know, there's so much to talk about, especially with what's going on with the virus and everything, what's going on politically. Um, um, a, lot of, uh, uh, a lot of action happening in the world, you know, whether it's in politics or just in general technology. And, uh, and that has given me like a lot of uh, ideas on uh, just stuff to write about. So uh, uh, if anything, I think what the lockdown did is sort of like pushed me to be uh, more creative. That's awesome. Cause yeah, I feel like, really yeah, cool. I, think that, I think that's happening for a lot of people, but I also hear a lot of people, you know, uh, don't feel that way. So I'm glad that you have been able to use this time to your advantage. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm good. I'm 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 I, I was I was able to keep my job, you know. So I'm still employed. Right. So, so that's a big plus, you know. I, I really feel for some of my friends who, who you know, who work in the service industry, and that's shut down basically. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It sucks. Yeah. It really. It sucks for a. A lot of a lot of stuff like that a lot of businesses um it just i i don't know, I, yeah i hope the for the best for um things that if anything's closed if it can come back in some fashion or or for things to survive particularly stuff that you know represents the kind of music and art and community that we all you know celebrate and enjoy and i you know i'd hate for I just don't want things to get more and more gentrified, which is, I mean, it's going to bound to happen with certain things, but I hope that people still are able to, uh, uh, like certain businesses that serve more of the community can survive. Yep. I totally agree. You know, and I think, uh, uh, listening to your podcast, uh, uh, that has kind of kept the hope alive for me, you know, because you're interviewing all these different kinds of characters, uh, that you wouldn't think are connected, but somehow there's a connecting thread. And, uh, and I think that stays in people's minds, you know? It's kind of like, uh, um, like what Gonerfest does, you know? What Gonerfest did with virtual Gonerfest is almost like maintain that experience, like the closest you can get to it through a computer. Yeah, no, absolutely. It, it's, a, it's amazing that they still, not just that they still put it on, but, but they that they added all those other what they normally do is they incorporate the other things like the, the films, yes, and like the live the the chats and everything, and the art gallery together and all the video games. the art gallery. So all that, oh, cool yeah. and I didn't I haven't seen it, but like there was a documentary about the Fortune label, the Fortune Fortune Records, yes. is a duop label from yes. Detroit. 
Yeah, I haven't seen it, but I, I've been listening to different stuff on Fortune during this. Uh, in general, uh, I've been listening to a lot of doo wop during this lockdown, and Fortune in particular is a really excellent label. And uh, so I definitely recommend people check that out. But but just shows you, I think this is what Goner does really well is they tie in the past with into the present. They show that lineage. You know, and Memphis has that with Sun and Stacks records in general, but it's, I appreciate that. Yeah, it's it's really about the environment and the space around them, you know. Um, uh, just like uh, uh, remembering that and and promoting it. Yeah, absolutely. It um, It's kind of funny, something that happened in between, I mean, my, it, I don't know how you feel uh, or how much of a I should rather say I don't know how much of a fan you were or whatever but since the last time we spoke all the burger records allegations and shit came out yeah and like it's kind of funny when you contrast like Donner and some of these other rock and roll labels with something like burger who was also doing uh, at least similar genre of like garage and different bubble gum and, and other shit mm. um you know i mean i there were a lot of stuff i championed on that label you know and again not just getting into the allegations but it kind of shows you just how they were as a label a little bit more i already had critiques of it but in like retrospect it really thought about it more because i hadn't really paid attention to all the shit they've done for like a long time but um as far as like their what they were putting out on the label <laughs> but just like i think for me i talked about this a little bit with glenn i feel like there's more of uh with the burger they were more attached to like pop culture mm. and like teen culture and obviously that has some fucked up uh <laughs> you know there's some fucked up stuff is attached with that as opposed to just like you know the deeper rock and roll subculture that it can exist out there, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, I mean, it, it, to me, I didn't know much about Burger Records. I knew about a couple of bands. Some bands have played on um, uh, uh, Goner Fest. Sure. But, but like you said, they were more California, Los Angeles, teen culture, consumption, you know? It's, uh, it, it's, it wasn't really about the music, you know? It was more about right. the, 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 the trend of it, you know, that, uh, uh, I would say kind of like the, the nihilism of it in a way where, you know, it's all about just being young and wild, you know, it's, yeah. image. it was an image, you know? So uh, that's usually because people, some people are superficial, you know, uh, and uh, uh, what happened, what happened, happened. But uh, uh, on the other hand, the label like, like Goner, I mean, you can really tell that they, their passion is with the music, you know, and with the, the origins of the music right yeah no ab absolutely yeah it's also too with burger with them they put out so many bands like to the point that it was ridiculous but it was like on cassette tapes where there are bands um you know that weren't really necessarily it wasn't like a, it was a different kind of label where so there's a lot of bands that are on there that, you know, aren't, weren't really necessarily attached with that scene. They just had like cassettes out on burger because they, you know, whatever the burger, I don't know how it went about. I, I don't know what deals were done or whatever. So it is kind of like those two things kind of be, can be distinguished. And there was also their festival, which they would do, which, um, or, or some of their festivals, you know, were pretty sick lineups, but I actually even found out recently, I think what's, I forget which one it was. I don't know if it was the Boogaloo, but I think it was just like the, burger name and like someone else was putting it on but um you know i don't know bring the up a situation, good point but there with the the nihilism hugo yeah i was gonna say that like well that with i don't know the whole situation with with that but but it it's it's unfortunate but like not totally surprising it some of the stuff that's come out about mm. the label and the store and some of these bands um but yeah with the nihilism it's interesting yeah can you go a little bit for 
Yeah. Further with that, I'm kind of curious. Yeah, so it's something I picked up from uh, from uh, film criticism. Uh, so uh, you have stories, uh, uh, popular movies, action movies, and uh, and there's always there's always this focus on violence and uh, the thrill of violence, you know, and uh, and although you know that's that can be cool and it can be sensational and it can give you some kind of like a, a, a sensorial experience. Um, uh, it never redeems itself, you know, and I think um, uh, 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 Burger Records kind of was like that. That it was always about the excess and uh, yeah, and, and and not caring, you know. And it, they never redeemed it themselves. It's, it was like the world is going to end. We're we'll be young and free, you know. Uh, and and that doesn't really show like a serious uh, a process, you know. Um, uh, so that's why I call it nihilism because it's it kind of is like it's kind of like a consumable throwaway thing. You do it once and then it's over. Yeah, it's over. yeah. yeah they, that's they right. Call it themselves permatine. Yeah, permanently teenage mutants, which was yeah. I mean that was that was right out there. That wasn't just that wasn't like a a hidden message. That was you know, very much right out there. Sure. And honestly, a lot of that stuff, I didn't even really realize, I guess I don't think I was even paying attention enough. And of course, we're not from California, so we don't really, we didn't really know like what the scene was really like out, out there. But um, like I said, I already had my criticisms, which I think you were tapping into, Hugo, right there saying were the disposable stuff. Mm-hmm. It definitely felt that way when they were, you know, just putting out again cassette after cassette after different thing you know where it didn't seem to even matter at all you know it was just like it was just like oh here's a band whatever it's out on but you know i don't know how their exact operation was but that really there wasn't that kind of love i mean tapes are cheap and they were fairly bought your label and they can just someone could be like okay so now i'm on burger or whatever it was um you know, what I mean, it did. It, it didn't. Mm-hmm. There, that love wasn't there, at least from what I can gather, at least on the surface. And it it does seem to be just like another market. Mm. And I, that's where I st- I didn't feel that way initially, and it may have been, and it, or it may have already been there, and I I just wasn't paying attention. And or, or also they, I think, and I, I do think over the years they started to grow more and more into that, that like that kind of business strategy. Um, and then I just, I feel like also musically, I, we, we just weren't really into any of the bands. Like the last band, I think that was like a kind of like burger kind of band that I was into was probably Pookie and the Poodles <laughs> I can think of off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe someone else. I don't know. Yeah. Spookie and the Poodles was really good. And their Gunner Fest performance at, uh, in 2015 was incredible. Amazing. Yeah, it really was. Yeah. At the Buccaneer? Yeah, the Buccaneer parking lot. Because I was initially wasn't really into Boogie. It just kind of reminded me too much of uh, like the other like bands, some of the other bands at the time. Um, and just in general, like a lot of other bands. But then that performance really won me over. And I, I um, revisited like uh, the the album or EP or whatever Pookie put out. And I thought it was awesome. And I really did like, okay, like those hooks are really sharp. and. The, there's a, there's a bit of character in there and his vocals are very uh, distinct in a way. And just the, the you know, uh, the performance, even just even in the music on the record or whatever. Yeah. Um, but the crazy it's cool. thing. It was what, what's that? The crazy thing is we were all standing next to each other and we didn't even know each other. Oh yeah. Shit. That's right. Because we, we didn't meet you until the following year. That's right. Until until 2016, and uh, right. but it's funny if you go on the internet and you look at the the live performance from yeah. from that show. We we're standing right next to each other. We are. I know. Yeah, it's crazy. Just like we were, we were meant to be friends. Yeah. Hugo, be friends with me. <laughs> <laughs> and. And then the following year, Glenn and I were cosplaying Archie in the bunkers, and uh... yeah, yeah, you guys reminded me so much of Archie and the bunkers. 
Yeah. Just we were just teenagers. Um, rocking a. We we thought you were. We thought you were Eric Friedel. We're like ten years old. (laughs) Hell, we didn't know shit. It's not true, but we'll go with that for now. Um. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know enough the. I guess with the burger talk, but I was just um. It's weird. It's one of those things where it's like I I hadn't really paid attention to too much of them in a while, but I already had some criticisms. And then like in retrospect, you kind of like re you look back. It's almost like a bad relationship or something. You look back and start to see like more and more of the of like the just the the crazy and like ugliness of it. Yeah. Um, Hugo, I have a question for you and Chris too. Sure. Something that I've been wondering is, you know how a lot of punk and rock and roll bands are associate themselves with 666 and sort of those kinds of references, uh, maybe Satan positive references, as, as you could say. <laughs> Satan now, not, not, not to get, you know, I can easily see how maybe the you know, Mothers Against Music and whatever that was back in the day or, you know, thinking that kind of stuff could be dangerous. But do you think some of that could kind of rear its ugly head, even though they're not obviously intending to be immoral or do kind of acts, or maybe they are. Do you think maybe for some bands or some music cultures, they can kind of go into that direction? Um, Sort of on like a self-fulfilling prophecy of maybe the main, could that be a part of the nihilism itself? I don't know if you guys know where I'm getting at with this. Uh, it, it really depends, you know, because it depends how people use it. Um, uh, because in the end, I mean, they can use a devil or they can use another character like a leprechaun or whatever. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it, it's, it depends on what the energy around it, you know, uh, uh, Sometimes it can be just funny, you know. Um, um, uh, I think I think it's 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 very tempting when you're a, a young artist to come out and use that imagery because you know it goes against convention. Mm. Yeah, yeah. There's a. I'm gonna use a Hugo B quote and say there's a lot to unpack, <laughs> but um. Yeah, well, outside of like the satanic stuff, for a second, I feel like what the the way you're getting at, like the deeper part of that, um, I think we had talked about this a little bit before, Glenn. Where it's like I don't know, especially with like some of these allegations about people starting to come out, and then you think, and then you know other stuff you even, like, you know about other older artists, and it, it does make you, it you, you can even, you just get a headache sometimes thinking about, all right, what the fuck, like, who, who do you, who do you trust, who do you, like, who's, you know, who's legit in a way, not that that makes someone's work are illegitimate, but it makes you, like, what the fuck, I mean, well, you know, I mean, why am I following this person if they're a scumbag or whatever, I think, it's weird because you start to question like, okay, it's like this actor who played a rapist so well. It's like, Oh my God, you find out he was actually a rapist in, li- in real life. It's like, what, you know what I mean? I, I don't know. It's, it it's becomes one of those things where it's like, I don't know. It has, to, it's going to vary from person to person, but it does make you start to think a little bit more of like, you know, Maybe like when people say, "Oh, this is just like kind of a joke or a satire character," maybe that's real, and other times it's bullshit. Like a, fict- know, or, or a fictional, or a f- or yes. an overlap, you know? Yeah, or there's the an real overlap in the unreal. Yeah, yeah. I, I like the idea of the overlap. Yeah, there's definitely an overlap. I mean, then there's some people who it's just straight up. It's one way or the other, you know. Um, I'd is like to mumble? think anyway. I hope. I don't know. Well, I've hoped though, because for me, it's like, I don't know, whenever I, uh, you know, I don't write as much or really at all anymore, but when I used to write, I would often write in a very over the top, ridiculous way. 
that you know would maybe suggest otherwise of like that I probably came off as like a, a terrible person or something you know in some respects but I feel like I always felt like if I was being so over the top it almost like negated any I don't know negated it negated whatever it was that was to be construed as a sort of as like me being an actual monster or whatever but I kind of like in a way I like the uh the overlap too. There I think was like that a is knowing link, way. though. Well, it's part of the excitement, isn't it? A little bit as a fan, sometimes, you know. Sometimes, you know, what I mean, that is, in a way, sometimes part of the excitement of, you know, not knowing, you know, like we say, like you're watching a movie. It's like, what's that original Texas Chainsaw Massacre? And you're like, fuck. Are these people actual cannibals? Or are they? Or are they just, you know, are they just amazing actors? Yeah, uh, but you know, I think that's the thing with art in general, you know, we have to allow a space for people to just express whatever they want to express. And it might be connected to something really dark in their lives, yeah. you know, but, 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 but that's, but that's the, 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 uh, the quality of art. It's, right. uh, it allows humans to sort of sort out all the, the, the range of, of, of experiences in life, you know, and uh, people like us that are like spectators, we're like, okay. Uh, this is good. A lot of stuff is like too overwhelming. You know, we have different range of emotions, you know, because art is sort of the arena for life experience to sort of uh, uh, exist, you know, to and be communicated. I never thought yeah. about that. No, but it's, I, I, it is so true. Yeah, definitely. And I think too, you know, it's like, it's the stuff where you hear like allegations about, people and in beyond allegations, just like things where it's actually like confirmed, you know, it, it's kind of like actually reminds me of what we were talking about in the last podcast with, with Hugo, where we were talking about really punk rock, punk, if anything, you should be always challenging the conventions and the traditions in a lot of, in a lot of ways. And it's like, that includes all that, you know, it includes all those people. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? That includes everything. So it's like, that's the, that's, if anything, a good tr tradition of punk rock is to be challenging the status quo, obviously, and challenging those conventions. So it's like the Ramones, I love them as a band. I don't, I don't know who they were and it, I don't know, I didn't know them personally. So if they were, you know, scumbags or whatever, well, I don't, I mean, doesn't matter in the sense that it's like it's a guide for me to do whatever I want to do to contribute to the world or whatever but you don't hold them up, at least for me I don't hold them up as idols or anything and I think that goes all the way up to the present day you know you don't necessarily you know it, it's like these are all guides for us to do what we want to do that's ultimately what like punk rock should be about I think anyway Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely uh, agree with that point of view. Um, uh, uh, you know, uh, the music is there. Uh, uh, listen, if, if someone gets canceled and, and they really want to uh, uh, put their music out there, they could find a way, you know, they could go under a, a secret name, they might not perform, you know. But um, uh, yeah. if you want to put your music out there, you can, you know. You, you're, so, yeah. so, I mean, if someone gets canceled, It, it it's uh it's too bad for them but um uh, uh i mean life goes on you know like like it yeah. cannot be the only thing that that they have going for themselves in life you know yeah no i i thought about that um whether good or bad you know whatever because it, it's a whole big topic of it you know of uh the quote-unquote cancel culture that you know i don't you know It's, it's kind of, a, it's such a big topic because, I mean, there are, you know, it, it's a lot to get into, but I think that, you know, let's say just in theory, if you're someone that did something that was stupid, but it wasn't like a hard, you know, whatever, and you get kind of swept under the rug, you know, let's say you, you know, called someone a slur and like way, you know, like 10 years ago, or you did it a bunch of times and it's like now, people are like fuck that this person's canceled and they can't really make music anymore 
I had thought of that. It's like, you know, what does, you know, what does that person do? Are they going, or, you know, or if they can't really do what they uh, do anymore. It's like, I think you're right. It's like, ultimately, I mean, easier said than done. I think they have to just bond one way or another, you know, or do something else or yeah. go under a yeah. different name and or me, whatever else. And it's a really difficult experience. I mean, you're basically being uh, ostracized from a community, you know, uh, kind of a kick to the curb, you know, and, uh, and it's a very challenging experience, you know, but I'm a, uh, uh, if, if you're strong enough, you can overcome that, you know, and, uh, and a lot, you know, there's really no blame to place, you know, like, uh, the community is not forgiven enough, you know, that could yeah. be critique, you know, community That's is not given enough, you know, people make mistakes, you know? Uh, yeah, I agree with that. I, at the same time, people do need to be held accountable um however way that goes about but if people are doing fucked up shit they got to be held accountable and um yeah we do have to have some sort of standards that i think for a while for too long there are not enough standards for you know whether it's like sexual assault or whatever or just even just some other shitty behavior it's like you know like i you know am entertained by like hated pgl and the murder junkies but you know i don't want people like i wouldn't want a gg allen out there fucking like doing the shit he did you know what i mean and i don't think that they would necessarily even like fly at all today but you know what i mean but it's like it, it it's kind of shows you just how far people have come it's like for better or worse i think that's the better part of it, it is that it's like all right well i think the community in some respects or various communities saying like, Hey, you know what? We don't want, we don't want that fucked up behavior anymore. We don't want this misogyny. We don't want this like racism or homophobia or whatever it is. And I, I like that part of it. The bad part of it is like you say, it's where that line gets drawn and, and, and a lack of forgiveness for, you know, if it's a lesser offense, whatever that may be. I think that does, you know, it does, it, it's, you know, it does get into a gray area. Yes, entirely, entirely agree. Um, um, you know, um, like I said, I, I feel for people who personally uh, experience something like that. But, uh, but to be honest, people like us, like just music fans, there is so much stuff out there to discover, you know? Yeah. It's not like we're going to be out of new music, you know? Right. Yeah, definitely. It's um yeah, exactly. Um you know, and yeah, it, it, there's not exactly there there's so many artists out there too. So it's um you know, and, and people have to adjust and adapt too. Um but uh well we had talked about this a little bit in the last podcast too. Uh, and it's something I thought about given like COVID times of, uh, you know, moshing at shows. Yeah. Right. And, you know, it, it does get into, I mean, I haven't heard of anyone that would be, you know, canceled for, for moshing or whatever, anything like that. But, um, you know, when you do get into this sort of, you know, we're talking today like a newer sort of environment for artists, shows, music, whatever it is. Um, you know, a lot of that often is attached with like the safe space idea or safety. And um, I feel like there's mixed opinions as far as like moshing. I don't know. I don't really know as much as far as people being like anti-moshing. I'm not really sure, but I, but you see little things here and there or you read stuff online or even at shows. I, I, that sort of so that attitude com combined with uh you know whenever shows come back and people not wanting to obviously like spread a virus or be contagious what do you guys think that might have an effect on moshing or that kind of the general show experience that we've all kind of come to love enjoy and sometimes be afraid of too? well uh so far, it seems that if they do start reopening, they're doing it at limited capacity. 
Sure. Yeah, I mean, I don't. Yeah, there'll be some not necessarily saying it. Yeah, I mean, I I don't mean that this would be happening anytime soon because it doesn't look like that's the case. But I mean, I guess sort of like for the future. Um, I don't know. Actually, I kind of feel like, yeah, initially there will be some distance, but eventually things will kind of come back. And I'm sure that also will include like moshing and stuff like that. I guess I mean sort of more like the general culture. Um, I, I suppose it shows. Yeah, I don't know. It's, go it's going to depend on the people. It's going to depend yeah. on, on the people who own the venues, who run the venues, on the promoters and on the bands, you know? True. Uh, I, and also the style of music, too. Yes, and the kind of music. And I think all of that in concert uh, are going to create like a consensus and and, mm. and, and we'll have to adjust, you know? And, and that, yeah, definitely. Fine. I'm trying to, I try to keep an open mind as far as like um, sort of notions of like a, a safe space or safer space and stuff like that. Um, you know, but I don't necessarily agree with all stuff I hear, but I, I like to at least like hear it out and, you know, um, yeah. Um, I, I've, I've seen you perform, uh, uh, Chris, you know, and, and you're actually quite confrontational. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, you're performing, you're playing the tambourine yes. and you're, you're bumping into people. Um, uh, you bumped into me. Uh, well, I am bravely sorry. And, uh, and, and, but I, I enjoyed it. Well, that's, see, well, see, that's, it's interesting where, like, that's a, that's a, it's where I, I, I wouldn't necessarily call it that, but I like that, though, description. But I think that's where it's like, yeah, they're definitely, um, you know, it's like, you know, it's like, so, Sort of, we had talked about this before, I think, but it's like you kind of know where that, or you know, it's interesting. It's like the line sort of, like I feel like you kind of know when you cross the line, I suppose. And I don't feel like I or any of us ever really have, but, um, but you know, it's, <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but uh, I guess we'll see. You know, we'll see what what happens with the, with the future of all this stuff. But I think that. Um. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, let me just say one thing um, on that topic uh, uh, because I mean, it's it's an interesting topic, especially uh, us that uh, uh, go to uh, Gonerfest every year, almost. Sure. Yeah. So, so uh, at Gonerfest, I mean, we practically go through like eight hours of being confined in a space with everyone around us. You know, like touching mm -hmm. everybody. You know. Uh, uh, until like four in the morning and yeah five and, even and it becomes and people for people people really have to live it to understand because at, at the end of the night it becomes like this hypnotic thing <laughs> yeah yeah everyone that, is moving yeah. together at the same time and and mm -hmm. and it's just flowing you know it's it's really spectacular it's one of a kind yeah well, no it really is best. Yeah, exactly. Absolute shout out to Goner Fest. Um, and I feel like is with regard to with regard to what we're talking about again. Like I mean, I don't speak for everybody by any stretch, obviously, but I feel like Goner Fest is comparatively a little bit lighter. I mean, even though it's still a wild time, especially at those like after party shows. But I feel like with regard to like maybe moshing or any other stuff like that, I feel like it's like pretty light compared to perhaps some of the more like metal and hardcore stuff. Um, you know, uh, naturally there's always going to be different like nuances to things, but uh, yeah, I mean, so I guess it, like we were saying before, it also depends on the style of music, but I feel like Goner, I suppose it depends who you ask, but I feel like it, most people, and it's, it's a pretty like broad audience where you have, um, you know, different like you know, women and um, different people of color and you know, older people. Um, because it really is actually maybe more of even like an older crowd. People seem to be just be like having a good time, having fun, 
And, uh, you know, if you want to go crazy, you can go crazy. If you want to just kind of like chill, you can. Yeah. You're, you're making it seem like really like, you know, it can, it can be good or nice, you know, but I mean, I posted a, reposted a picture today on on Instagram of a guitar on fire. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, then there's that. Oh yeah. I mean, there's definitely, uh, I mean, we lit the guitar on fire on a Friday night in in, <laughs> in Memphis, you know? It's so, you know, it's, we're rubbing shoulders, but we're also, like, wreaking havoc. <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh, yeah, there's definitely, like, it's not always going to be, um, you know, exactly as, like, cheery, perhaps, as I was just saying, but I feel like it's, I don't know, yeah, it, it definitely, I mean, it's party, right? It's a good, you know? Yes, um, yeah. Yes, it's. I mean, the King Brothers set. Remember the King Brothers set last King year? Brothers from Japan. Yes, that was pretty wild. How's Time Warp going, Hugo? Yeah. Time Warp Radio. Uh, I'm, I'm doing it kind of a, a, a bit less. You know, I'm a, I posted something new today, um, uh, something that was recorded in 1980 somewhere in LA from uh, a members of a band called Neo Boys. So uh, kind of like this uh, offshoot project called Randy and the Randys. And, uh, and uh, I was writing a little bit about it. it. It was a live performance and it sounds so good because you can barely hear the guitar, but you hear the, the bass drum a lot and, uh, mm. and, and bass line. And then you hear uh, a, a woman singing like, like a really catchy chorus. And and I was thinking like this is a live performance. It wasn't a studio performance, but it sounds so much like like the stuff we listen to today. Um, uh, uh, a, a lot of bands sort of like start making this type of sound as 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 a, as, a, as as you know the, the first sound for their group, and um, uh, it's great. You know, um, uh, I try to make time warp weekends about that kind of that DIY spirit, do it yourself with a couple of friends, not overproduced. You do. And, uh, and uh, 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 there's so much stuff still left to discover, you know? Thank you for your service. Hell yeah, man. I like that you're diving deeper into some of the older stuff too. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it, I mean, you you never stop learning with 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 this this kind of music for some reason. No, absolutely. Yeah, it's. I mean, when I've talked about this a lot, but I I feel like I always sort of have the attitude of like I I don't know anything, and I'm just constantly learning and hearing new shit, whether it's like actually like new or just new to my ears. Um, you know, it's uh, <clears throat> that's part of uh, that's a big part of it. That's what keeps it exciting you know it's uh i don't feel like uh, i'm definitely i'm definitely not an expert or anything but that's why like i checked out when i checked out time warp weekends i remember seeing you know that's i've i learned about bands from that and i like how you kind of zero in on a select few you know what i mean and really get into the like what you get up get out of those bands and what you appreciate about those bands like knots or sex tide or whoever. Yes. Uh, speaking of knots, um, um, uh, Natalie from knots just released an album on Ghana records. Optic. Yeah. Shout um, out. Optic sync. Yeah. Yes. Shout out. And, and I heard it and it's really good. It has some really interesting melodies and rhythms and, uh, and yeah, check it out. Optic sync. Hell yeah, yeah! I listened to it last week. It is, it is really good. Do you have any other final plugs, Mister Hugo? Uh, you know what? Uh, Time warp weekends on SoundCloud. I'm a photocopy with a zero in the middle on Instagram. Um, um, I w- would say you know just keep your ear to the underground. Listen to like uh, uh, new bands that are coming out. You know. And uh, and just keep your fingers crossed that we can start going to shows again. Hell yeah, man! I I can't wait to see you at a show or anywhere else sometime in the near future. Hopefully, but we'll get there when we get there. 
Yeah, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. We will get there, though. Oh, yeah, man. Dude, thanks, thanks so much for uh, joining us. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. It's always good to catch up with our friend from Montreal. Yeah, don't be a stranger. We'll talk again soon. We will. Thank you. You have the you have the the great privilege of uh, being a second a repeat First. guest. Oh yes, Hugo B. Yes. Fuck yeah, Hugo B. Yeah. Internet legend. All right, stay stay cool, stay dry. Yeah, stay safe. Have a good night. You too. Peace. Peace. Peace.